listeners and I'm your host Erica Salda, the Queen of Team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This is a whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Yeah. Oh yeah, 2020. And yeah, all those uh, perfect vision. That's it. All those people and <laughs> businesses that support those teen athletes. What do we say? Look at that. You look younger, Dean. And Is it because of the, the beard? Yeah, everybody looks younger. How everybody. can I look younger? I got more gray. Yes. Actually, it's starting to get white. It is. <laughs> Dominique, you look wonderful. It's the pink lipstick. There it is. <laughs> it's, it's the perfect vision. I mean. That's it. Everything's the perfect vision, right? How was your How was your New Year's? How D? Oh, I know where you are. You were really exciting. <laughs> I wrote a uh, hundred uh, a list. Actually, it was more than hundred and eight. Things that I was grateful for for nineteen for twenty nineteen. Yeah. So bye bye twenty nineteen. Hello twenty twenty. You have gratitude jars. That was fun opening up all those gratitude jars. You also lit for the well. You do it every single year, but you also lit the candles. So some the people um, they light bay candles to help celebrate the abundance of the new year, and um, we also burned a little bit of uh, bay leaves as just cleansing and smudging. Right. Emily Richardson, yes. <laughs> perfect last name. Thank you, and you are, say it so beautifully. I, I do that confidence. Okay, that's yes. Everybody has to have a, a resident Miss Happy. How are you? Oh, fantastic! Yeah. But when you were talking about burning, I did a burning bowl ceremony on New Year's Eve at nice. the, the Unity Church, and it was really wonderful. But what happened was they asked us; they had us write down everything we wanted to let go on flash paper. That goes up in flames really quickly. So we went up to the front, and I was supposed to set the paper on fire and drop it in the bowl. Well, I set it on fire, put it in the flame, and then it flew off onto the table and it made this huge flag. And I was walking back to sit down. You know, I'm covering my face. I was walking back, and this guy looks at me. He's like, what was on your paper? (laughs) That was awesome. That's awesome. flash paper is so fun. Sometimes you can find it at Michael's. (laughs) But it does. It burns in a kind of different kind of way. A lot of people will write prayers on it or different things. It's really fun yes. paper if you've never played with it. Oh, no. Yeah. No, you don't want me to play with that. <laughs> Pyrotechnics. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> Ed, what'd you do? Well, in regards to Christmas, you know, we used to cover the, the song, Stuck in Lodi. <laughs> what it's called, Lodi. Stuck in Lodi again. Well, we lived it this year. We uh, The day that we left to go up to Lodi to, to see Terry's daughter and, and her kids, they closed I-5. So we got there, all right, but when we turned around to come back, it took us 12 hours to get from Lodi to Santa Barbara. It was crazy. We went down to I-5, took 58 at Button Willow, thinking that here's the the secret. We're going to take the secret road. How's the relationship now, Ed? Uh, Well, we're going to file next week. 12 hours? (laughs) Can you imagine having kids and a dog? I I think we need a sequel to the Lodi, Stuck in Lodi song, right? Stuck in Lodi. (laughs) Dear God. Did you find some pathway that I don't know of? No, we came across 58, but by the time we got about two miles out of uh, Santa Margarita, it was just mm. hammered. It, it, it was pretty smooth sailing till then, but for the rest of the trip, it was crazy. Was it weather accident or just people? It was snowing on, oh, on the five, yeah, up on the right, ridge, so right, the five right. was closed, which yeah. meant right. all the holiday traffic, all the truckers right. are all on the 101, and it's Done. bumper to bumper crazy all the way home. 
Yeah, people have to understand that the five gets closed for safety reasons because of freezing roads. They just don't want all those truckers and stuff sliding Mm -hmm. on the the ice roads. So they're keeping us safe. But boy, do we know in Santa Barbara when the I-5's closed, Hollister's packed. Every road in Santa Barbara is packed. Everyone's looking for a secret way. Yep, yep. They don't work. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, we've got a big show today. Edge, I know you've got your... um, if only I've known. Yeah, if only I've known. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll do If Only I've Known. And then uh, we're going to do some shout-outs to uh, nonprofits that we've been involved with. Nice. We could do that. And uh, we're going to have uh, some Ohm Therapeutic Info <laughs> guide Guiding Principles. Sound. We're going to talk about that. We're going to yeah. talk about sound. We're going to talk about healing. Um, and this is just going to be like one of those wonderful weeks. I just know it. Welcoming in the new year. That's mm. it. So let's take a little break. This is Erica Saldo, the Queen of Teal. We'll be back with more after these messages. We are back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Erica Saldo, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in. Every single Tuesday. Okay, we're on all the social media. We have a nice new website up. Dominique, where else, where else can you find us after this morning at 9 o'clock? Uh, our recordings are on SoundCloud. We're working on getting an Apple podcast going for 2020. And uh, teensportsradio.com. 11 o'clock. Uh, if you missed this morning, you could also catch us a, at catch 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. Also, Tuesday. Uh, that's on Tuesday, Sunday at 6 p.m. Mm. and Mondays at 3 a.m. See? Look at this. Everybody's so enlightened. Emily Pub, you didn't even know that. We're aired four <laughs> times a week. <laughs> you know now! <laughs> it's so funny. It's awesome. So I want to go around um, being 2020. Um, of course, you know we have our loves. We've got the pal, uh, Michelle couldn't make it today but we love 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 the pal program of course we love the united boys and girls club uh with michael baker uh unity shop girls inc girls Mm -hmm. inc um there's just a lot we have until april folks if you wanted to make a tax you know charitable donation i think you could still do it up until april um it's a cpa question uh or right you know rip out a couple of those checks uh, and leave them blank until you've decided. But there's a lot of places in Santa Barbara that could really use your help. Dominique, who would you like to give a voice to? I want to give a shout out to the Santa Barbara Braille Institute for everyone who is visually impaired. Please go check them out. They have so many different services, not just teaching Braille, but they help with anyone's vision impairment and they help people learn how to cook Uh, do arts and crafts, they have book clubs, they do all sorts of things. Really important, they teach mobility and uh, teach you how to get around. And if you have to use a walking cane, teach you how to use a a walking cane. But also, we will have a guest at some point come with their guide dog and tell us some of the etiquette of when you're around a visually impaired person, how to make life a little easier on everyone. So shout out to the Santa Barbara Braille Institute. And then my uh, nonprofit that I uh, get to participate in with my mom, Vera Meyer, is the Theosophical Book Association for the Blind. And I really appreciate all of their assistance in putting books in Braille. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. great to have someone because you do feel awkward when you're around someone like that. You're not sure what to say exactly. or to mm-hmm. ask them if they want help or can you tell. So it'd be great to hear from one of those people that are impaired 
what they would like you to do, how you exactly. they'd like you to react to them. Exactly. And a, just a quick general tip. If you do see someone with a seeing eye dog, do not reach out to pet their animal. Mm-hmm. Their animal mm-hmm. is uh, engaged in a job. Right. Mm-hmm. And until the, um, the person whose dog it is gives the dog permission to interact with you, they are on duty to be doing their job. Mm-hmm. So you're interrupting their job when you reach mm-hmm. out to pet them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're distracting their vision. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, TBAB, well, we're hoping to get some printers. I mean, yeah. Massive. So 2020, our vision for TBAB is to and helped to invest. Either we're going to invest, or another nonprofit will invest on a new embosser, so that we can make it easier to do dual vision books. Mm-hmm. That Very way, nice. the books can be read by sighted people as well as visually impaired people. Nice. All right, M. Yes. <laughs> shout out. Well, let's give. I want to give a shout out to the Unity Speak Easy Toastmaster Group, and that is a nonprofit. And also, they do a lot of public speaking for the kids. There are there are programs for kids as well. So, I think it's so important that we learn to use our voice and express ourselves, tell our stories, and speak our truth. And so, um, I'd like to give them a shout out. How do you join the Toastmasters? You just show up, and you can show up as many times. This particular group meets 7 o'clock on the Unity Church every Thursday morning, and you can show up as a guest as many times as you would like um, until you decide that you would like to join. So really, really powerful group. So. Ed! Oh, I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking down. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. No dead air allowed. Wow, 2020. Let's sleeping. wake up. <laughs> so I'd like to give a uh, shout out to a nonprofit that uh, I'm involved with, but we don't hear too much about, and that's the Santa Barbara Jazz Society. Ooh. They are, they raise funds, or we raise funds for the, for the young up-and-coming musicians. And just last month, they gave a scholarship to the Santa Barbara High School Jazz Band. Nice. The jazz band came to our, we had a uh, holiday party at mm-hmm. Soho. It's, the high school jazz band came and opened the show. Those kids were incredible. Mm-hmm. It was, I had to keep reminding myself, these are high school kids mm-hmm. out there playing. And uh, so I want to uh, give a shout out to uh, Natalie Wilson, who is a president of the Jazz Society. Uh, Sandy Cummings is uh, vice president. So we had uh, we had an open mic session there where if uh, anybody that brings their sheet music, their music chart can get in and and sing with the band. Nice. So we had you did have them come out on the show. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I could yeah, yeah I, I'm sure I could get Natalie or, mm-hmm. or somebody or Kimberly Ford. But uh, we have a, a house band that that comes in uh woody demarco plays keyboard chris judge on guitar uh bassist randy tico was there and uh they're there once a month they have an open mic session nice so so i got up there and did an old nat king cole tune called sweet lorraine (laughs) what time is that it's it's there's no set even date it just depends on the Soho's schedule, kind of at the mercy of them. It's usually on a Monday night that we do that. And uh, it's it, you just go to the Soho's website. They have a calendar there that'll That is so much fun. You never know yeah. what you're going to get. And there are times where talent just pops out. Oh, like, yeah. Wow, what yeah, an yeah. amazing community we, we had. Mm-hmm. We had an 18-year-old girl get up and sing. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, she could have been a... 25-year-old professional singer. She's 
She's mm-hmm. really incredible. She's been uh, taking voice lessons from Kimberly Ford, who is a local jazz singer. It's it's impressive what those kids can do. It's funny because we all got uh, introduced to pretty much everything in junior high school. Nothing was really organized or scripted until seventh, eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I started my kids in organized sports when they were in kinder class. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at what they're going to get when they are 14, 15, 16, when they've been doing their, you know, mm-hmm. sport or uh, instrument art, they've already been at it a decade because at the end of the day, what is it? It's 10,000 hours, right? Yeah. So I was so. doing orchestra when I was in fifth and sixth grade with a cello. And then my son in uh, junior high, luckily in a junior high, was doing jazz band. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really wonderful. There are opportunities to get involved. And just to keep at it, just keep that love, that vision, that passion, just to keep it. You know. Well, it's it's like any any sports. The the teamwork that's required is really incredible. In a, in a jazz group like that, you have to be on cue and back yeah. up your, your it's a fellow team. jazz members. You know, it's a, it, is. it is. It is a team. It is, it's a yeah. team. And usually, all those kids they're getting up really early and they're coming to like a pre class to d- be doing jazz band. So um, it's really exciting. Uh, definitely. All right. So, where are we at? Let's take a break. Sounds good? Mm-hmm. Yay! We've got a lot of new commercials we're going to be listening to. We'll be back with more after these messages. We are back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please turn in. Every single Tuesday. All right, Ed, looking forward to this. Just want you to know, this is like one of my favorite parts yeah. of the show. Oh, well, no, I'll uh, try not to fall asleep. No, no, I don't. Because we're not going to leave a light like on The voice for you. goes with the, with the, so, with the music, with right? The with the yeah, wisdom. Exactly, yeah. it is wisdom. That's what it is. So, if only I had known is a mentor's moment with the teens here in the studio, as well as those listening into the show. Today's segment is titled, Listen to Older People You Trust. If only I'd known when I was young the immense value of older people's experiences that they were willing to share with me. I suppose I felt like they were trying to tell me what to do, and in a sense they were, but from a position of experience, maybe from making the same mistakes that I was making. Now, I know I've used this old adage in another segment, but it's, it's a good one to think about. It says, unwise people don't learn from their mistakes. Wise people learn from their mistakes. And brilliant people, they learn from other people's mistakes. <laughs> so when an older person that you trust gives you advice, they may just be giving you a chance to be brilliant. Have you ever heard someone say, if only I had a crystal ball to see how that was going to turn out? Well, next time an older person like your parents, your teacher, or your school counselor offers you advice, they might just be your crystal ball. Think about it. Let's say you want to learn how to play a guitar, like, <laughs> like Emily does. <laughs> or uh, how to get better at baseball. And you have two people in mind. One is younger than you and hasn't spent much time at either. The other is a junior in college and plays ball for UCSB. And he's been in a rock band for a couple of years. If you go with the college student, well, that's a good choice. But why? Because he's had a lot of experience? Why then, when a person has had 60 years experience with life, do we not want to hear their advice? 
Maybe because what they suggest is too much like work. Well, a successful life will require some work. And life can be tough, but don't make it tougher. I was 24, 25 years old when I figured that one out. I was working as an indentured apprentice at an air conditioning shop. One day I was working in the fabrication shop and I'd started a debate with a journeyman that I was working with. This older guy who was about to retire walked over. His name was Kenny Callahan. And he said, you know, that guy you were arguing with has been doing this for 20 years. You've been doing it for two. Part of your job right now, he said, is to listen and learn the trade. You need to listen to any journeyman that you work with. And if you don't agree with what they're saying, don't say anything. Just do it the way they want to do it and try to learn all you can. When you graduate, you'll be going out on jobs by yourself and you'll get doing things uh, your own way, any way you want. And the day will come when you're going to wish that journeyman was there to ask a question about something that you don't know how to do and he won't be there. I realized that day that Callahan was right, so I started listening to more and arguing less. Now, Mr. Callahan retired right after that, and I never saw him again. But I learned that day to listen to older guys. Promise you this, if you learn from older people's mistakes, you'll get to the good stuff sooner, and you won't pay such a price for the knowledge you'll gain. Tune in next time when we'll talk about this statement, knowledge is power. It's a nice one. Woo! I like it. Thank you. Um, what I've learned, especially with my kids, I can't tell you how many times um, I, I had to, being a single parent, my ex lived, we had, we had actually, I got to say, we had the perfect divorce married couple situation, but he lived in San, uh, San Diego. So Santa Barbara, San Diego, um, it was just going to be solid like you pick the kids up from school. <laughs> so I had to create this tribe, and I can't tell you how many times I could say things over and over and over then the information would come back that I've been repeating for, say, I don't know, three years, just for an example. And then it goes, oh, my mom, uh, uh, Emily said, <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. Ed said, and it was like, you know, it's a, it's he, it, it, par- it parted the seat, and I never cared. Because right. at the end of the DM, exactly, I yeah. didn't mm-hmm. care. It was all about a vibration or yeah. it just wasn't timing. There's so many yeah. different things. When it, All the conversations I had with them about alcohol, my kids have never really seen me drink. Um, I just, I'm not good at it. One, two, you know, my dad was an alcoholic. So just, you're going to do yeah. one or the other. Are you going to be a big drinker? Are you just going to mm-hmm. just stay away from it? But I always knew that when I, when I did drink, even in high school and stuff like that, it just never sat with me. You know, had a reaction. I I always had a reaction. It was kind of crazy. So I just learned my mom used to say allergic, allergic, allergic. My mother was allergic. It must be allergic. So I've always told my kids, I can't, I wish I could. Maybe a sip of beer or something, Mm -hmm. a shot. I mean, and and really no more than a couple of fingers worth, you know, just a taste Mm -hmm. of stuff. And then my kids, um, just recently, Joe and John, right? They had to figure it out on their own. Yeah, they definitely had to figure it out on their own. And then goes, Mom, Mom, I'm allergic. I was tested. (laughs) And I go, John, I've always told you, you have a shot. I am very allergic. My mother was allergic. I don't know if it's in the DNA or whatever. He goes, yeah, but I've always thought you just said that because that's what parents say to kids so they don't drink. I says, that's that's a stretch <laughs> if you want to believe that. But it was true. I am very allergic. I've never been tested, but I can. my body mm-hmm. can just, it just doesn't absorb it. Well, so I same with toxic. him. I, I've got a question, and maybe Ed can address this. When I was a kid, 
when an older person would give me advice, especially after I'd failed, and then they would give me advice about how I should have done it and how I should do it in the future, um, I really felt it was hard for me to hear it because I was so in the fact that I had failed. And it was like my ears shut down and I could I was just so ashamed that I had failed because I was supposed to be, you know, have self-induced and self-devised effort in my life. And so to get to the point where accepting help and asking for support and giving myself permission to ask for support, I think that's what you're trying to tell kids. Sure. First of all, um, that's why I try to approach the kids and tell them how I made a mistake, mm-hmm. not address their mistake. Mm-hmm. I made that mistake. And if they can relate to what I say, I think they're more likely to accept the advice. The other thing is I used to have a lot of trouble with authority figures. If you were one of my teachers or my school counselor or one of my parents, I didn't want to hear it from them. So I think a mentor, and that's where mentors, I think, get through to the kids a lot better. They're not an authority figure. And if you don't try and preach to them and tell them what to do, your your chances of getting through are pretty good. Yeah, and I've also helped, found it helpful now with with my kids and with uh, other teenagers and so forth. I ask them, hey, do you want me to witness for you right now and just witness your process? Or are you asking me for my ideas? Because mm-hmm. I'm happy to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm also happy to be here and witness your journey. Yes. Yeah. yes. I like That's, it when you, yes. uh, what I've learned to do this last year, when you're holding space for somebody's emotions, even though when they turn it around and they want your opinion, are they feeling correct or incorrect? My answer, and it just came out, and it felt so good when I said it, and I, I had to give myself a pat on the back. It doesn't matter what I feel. It doesn't it matter what you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what I feel. It matters what you feel. And I just yes. want to be able, I appreciate you using me as a stage right now to a soundboard. share. Yeah, it's yeah. just a soundboard. Yeah. Because it's a, a, the right thing to do for a parent today, in my humble opinion, is to just listen. Yes. And, and then, let me tell you something. That is hard. It is hard. It is so hard because you want to, f- I do. I am a fix. I'm a Virgo, right. okay, with what? Leo rising. So that makes it worse, okay? <laughs> I want to fix everything. Yeah. But, but that, just to, that's, that's, I think that just kicked in with age or something. Yeah. Oh. And that presence. And then mm-hmm. you can ask for, would you like some feedback? Mm-hmm. And they have choice. And that's such an important thing to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, actually, I just want you to hold this space for me right now. Mm-hmm. Just want you to listen. Listen, right? And and it's okay if you're not ready for the feedback to tell an adult, hey, yeah. I'm not ready to hear it. I don't want to waste your, yes. your breath. Yes. I'm just not ready. Exactly. And that's an okay thing mm-hmm. for a kid. That's yes, huge to recognize yes. that. Hey, I'm in I'm in process and I'm not ready for new information. Mm-hmm. Yes. I will be ready and I know you've got something to share with me. But I'm right. I yes. got a hold for the moment. Yes. That's okay. <laughs> I like your favorite thing. You haven't had to say this to me for quite some time actually but with the first time you landed it on me okay i really had to wrap my braid around it and i'm like mm, i could get angry at first but i'm like wait a second because if i hold space for a certain thing and my stuff is usually 20 30 seconds tops because i never get really i don't know i don't have the attention span i have the attention span of a gnat so then i forget all you got to do is look at that bird oh there it is okay. <laughs> something <laughs> shiny something right shiny. i just don't pay attention right? but dominique is like so how's that working for you I'm like, oh, God. So but it, see, the first yeah. time somebody says that to you, yeah. it seems you. harsh, especially when it you're, does seem harsh, but it you're wasn't fully good. engaged yes. in, the, in the emotion. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. And one of the things my mom says now to my stepdad is she'll say, he'll say something, some sort of judgment 
there's something that doesn't ring true to you? And she said, and that's your story. And so I love that, I love that too. Yeah, I was I love like, that. because there's no blame, shame, criticism. It's just, exactly. that's your point of view. That's yeah. your story. That's your narrative for right now. Right. So I, I thought that was really cool. That's really that was, good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little tip. Yeah, that's it's like taking one. the heat out. If you can take that. Yeah. I mean, we do have to have discernment and judgment. There are, there are appropriate times where mm-hmm. that's needed. But when you're conversing with someone, you want to connect. Take, try other words. Just simply try other words. Yes. Oh, everything is energy and information. Yes. How's that working for you? Yes. I, neutral. Yeah, just stay yes. stay in the neutral. Yes. And the connecting will be deeper, more real. And what we want is we want to be authentic. We want to present our authentic self, and we want to give the person in front of us that safe space to be authentic. I like what you're doing right now with your uh, daughter, Sasha, if I'm allowed to say. Oh, my God, don't say my name on the radio, Uh, (laughs) Sasha. Um, And it's nice because it's the whole, with the political climate, it's going to be heating up in 2020. And it's really nice. You had um, me listen to an interesting podcast, mm -hmm. and um, it was suggesting that uh, a lot of us start out as youth. We start out socialists. We have all these beautiful ideas about how there's a more enlightened way of being in the world. And then as we get older and we experience having paychecks and taxes and government and we experience a lot of things, our views may tend to move slightly more conservative. It's it's a it's a journey that some people make. So holding space for that, that uh, my children are in process with their political theories, we're doing with 2020, we're going to keep it on the positive side. So we're going to look at all the different political leaders that are in our local community and mm-hmm. then branch out. Mm-hmm. And we're going to identify with each of the political leaders what are the good things about this person that we tell her? Like, tell mm-hmm. everybody what she said. It was really kind of funny, actually. I don't. Huh? Well, she, yeah. right now she's really enjoy, enjoying. Um, it, it, this is comment. It, this is uh, a funny. Uh-huh. Our Lord and Savior. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought that was adorable. You know, I, I did what you just said until yeah. I was 33 years old. Uh. I was a liberal Democrat till I was 33. And I think what turned me around was starting my own business and mm-hmm. seeing, I won't go into all the details, but just seeing how things worked, how the government dealt with a small business owner, and how people... Where everybody basically does what's best for them, and that includes politicians. They do what's best for them, and the people that vote for them are voting for what's best for them. And when I was in the sixth grade, we had a substitute teacher that stood up, and he didn't know quite what the curriculum was and what to say. So he said, anybody here that knows what the political persuasion of their parents are, stand up, tell me what it is, and I'll tell you whether they're Democrat or Republican. And I thought, well, how did he do that? Well, simple. Everyone does pretty much what's best for them. You're going to vote for the Labor Party if you're in labor, if you're in a union, if you're... And then when you're the business owner, then you start becoming more conservative. And you learn, you learn a lot. I learned a lot of things. It was not something I was prepared for. Well, if you find our government kind of boring... I recommend click in and watch the English Parliament. They <laughs> oh, are yeah. really fun to watch. There is emotion. Loud. There is shouts. Yeah. There is, you know, uh, beating on the floor and on the barrister and, and people standing up and giving impromptu speeches about why they are supporting different points of view. And uh, is very engaging. And it sort of 
reframes then when we you know go on c-span or something and we're looking at what our congress is currently doing um it's kind of interesting but it it gives you a different flavor of how government is actually unfolding Mm -hmm. and we really are governed by the people it's we the people right and our remember our forefathers came here from england and we're trying to get away from some of those those policies and then formed the government of the United States based on what they knew and what they wanted to change. Checks and balances. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's why there's three. Well, it's going to be, I think, 2020. I feel that it's going to be still rocky right up until November. <laughs> so my... Because Santa Barbara is really, to me, like a, an island, a bubble. So I just really... Um, suggest that we be mindful to feelings and still stay uh, connected connected and be mm-hmm. very appreciative where we're at where we live who we are mm-hmm. why yeah. are we here mm-hmm. instead of running it's over not someone. it's not to yeah. bully it's not to mm-hmm. beat up everybody has an opinion mm-hmm. if if every uh, it's it, the irony is most of our friends love bernie <laughs> I would say most of our friends do. Um, anybody but you know Donald. <laughs> so, so, but but I love wave hug. You know, and I tell people that hey, it's it's exactly like you said. That's your narrative of how you live your life in your world, and because I love you as a being, as a person. Mm-hmm. We, you could say, oh, we're not going to talk about politics, but it's not bad to talk about politics. No, it's not bad to p- talk about politics. And I think going back to the basic human feelings and needs and connecting those is really important and being authentic, right? Mm-hmm. Being authentic, that you don't hide your views, but you can speak about it in a way where you can build bridges, bridges of understanding. Exactly. Right? There is no right or wrong. N- nobody in this yeah. room is going to be that one change. There's not going to be a vote. So that's pretty much, um, again, the blessings and the love and the kindness that Santa Barbarans have. Mm-hmm. Really, I like to be a reflection mm-hmm. to the world. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. So on that note, mm-hmm. talk about vibe. Let's talk about vibe. Some more vibrations next section. <laughs> this is Erica Salda, the Cleaner Team. We'll be back with more after these messages. <laughs> This is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of teen. Please tune in. Every single Tuesday. Dee, you had mentioned something that uh, we got we to share that real fast. Yeah, and, and just dovetailing off uh, the, the last segment, there is already one, I will consider them part of the social media network, Spotify, who says, forget it, we're not taking any political ads from anybody, period. Nice. Uh, Apparently, they are actually working on some algorithms to weed out the the false statement kinds of ads. Mm. But it really goes to the core of what I have believed as long as I've been in the media, uh, and that's 40 plus years, and that is that if you have a product, service, or in this case, campaign, and you have to attack the other person to lift yourself up, I am done with you. Mm-hmm. I won't buy your product, mm-hmm. I won't mm-hmm. use your service, and I won't mm-hmm. vote for you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that probably will mean that I won't be voting for anybody and I'll doing a write-in for Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> 
but so be it. But so be I, it. Hey, D, I still love you. I, I, <laughs> but Mickey would make such a great president. I know. Um, but, <laughs> but I love you. Dee. But think about that. Erica's with a C. If uh, you want to say, I will. I will. Maybe I'll write your okay, name as you Vice. Go. There you go. And Dominique, okay. how would you feel about being the first lady? Oh, absolutely. There you go. Uh, nice. But 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 see, that's to me, from my observations, the real key. When a candidate, and again, it doesn't matter from which of the 500 parties there are, and I know there aren't that many, but just for the sake of argument, it doesn't matter if you are putting down the opposition, that tells me that you don't have enough belief in yourself, Mm -hmm. you don't have enough Mm -hmm. belief in your position and your platform Mm -hmm. and whatever it is, Mm -hmm. that you have to tear somebody else down in order to lift yourself up, then people need to say, bye-bye, I'm not going to vote for you, I'm not going to support you, because that is not what my life is about. My life is not about... Weren't you just talking about that in the last segment, about not tearing people down mm-hmm. and the different yeah. nonprofits well, that are supporting? And not only not teens? only that, but we're modeling that for our children, Here right? Yeah. So we're modeling that you attack others and then we turn around and yeah. say, you know, treat each other kindly, but they're like, but, well, that's not what our society is based on. No. So if we go back to core values yeah. and say, what is the value here? And we teach our children for to follow that. We need yeah. to... The political system needs to model that because those are the people, the adults that are teaching the younger generations. Tell to do me, that. tell me if you have ever seen in any environment as you've gone through your day where a couple, husband and wife, it could be same sex, but just for the sake of argument, you have a couple and one of them is in one way or another. And obviously you can feel it, you can see it or you can hear it and they're putting them down even if it's just a question and they, they put them down, they belittle them, they make a snide comment that, that is uh, derogatory towards them. And I sit there and I go, wait a minute, I thought a relationship was a team, in this context, a team of two. You know that my wife said something to me that, that floored me and it wasn't, it wasn't a derogatory comment, it was a question. She says, why is it that over the last few months you've been so nice to me now she wasn't saying that up to that point i hadn't been that wasn't what she okay, was saying because that, that's another show no no no. <laughs> well, it's not another okay. show we'll talk about that next no, week no 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 no, no, no because she wasn't saying that i hadn't been up to that point but it was that i had i had changed a little bit more okay I, yeah. and, and 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 i said well i i don't know and and part of it has to do with that attitude of mine now it's not that i've ever tried to have the one up try to get one up on her you see it in stereotypes in tv and movies right like a uh, man with a plan mm-hmm. he is always the guy who used to play joey on the friends program he's always trying to get one up on his wife and then finally they wind up as a team together near the end of the show mm-hmm. it's like I realize there wouldn't be a show if you didn't have that dynamic, but but it just seems to me like, why are you even in a relationship if you're not going to be a team? And that's, I think, my mindset has shifted in that direction more. Well, I, I'm not going to, because we're friends, we're close, you're like sure. my brother, and sure. I knew this, I could feel the climate was bugging you because we'd come in on Thursdays and uh, that's like I, I just go back to what Dominique says mm-hmm. and, and Emily the same thing you know you're you're looking at things and you're around a uh, producing every single show and there's a lot of political 
Yeah, uh, and it wears here. on you. After sure a while. does. You but can't because like, you can't say, turn it off. How's that working yeah. for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So you just let it. You know exactly. Just let that go. I try to put an internal laugh track on. Yeah, I I can't. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say. Okay, the core value was if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. And the reason for that is. Our voice, when we speak, our unconscious is hearing us speak. And our unconscious, you learn this in psychology, our unconscious only knows that we exist. So whatever we are saying, we are literally programming ourselves. Yes, exactly. And so why do you want to talk about something negative when you don't want to have anything to do with that? So, and and I can speak to that in my segment because that, I think the the key, yeah. So this is Emily from Find Your Song. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super jazzed about this because I started creating this new program actually last year called A Labyrinth of Love. Lots of love is the, you know, we have that LOL, mm. but it's about raising your vibration to love. And so today I, I wrote down 10 affirmations of love. And I think, Dr. D, that why this happens is because we're still not, we're still not loving ourselves. We haven't raised our vibration of love to that point and there's still that point of the ego coming in and we're not at that right vibration of love so my suggestion I have three tips for raising your vibration to love so that you don't do that and and what to do if that happens Mm -hmm. so the first one is this first affirmation is I am love and therefore all that I create and express comes from the source of love that I am and so if we can practice saying that affirmation or some version of that every day, reminding ourselves that we are the love that we seek in the other, that that's really important. And the other thing, because I can relate to what you're saying about that partnership, you love this person, why are you unkind to them? Why is that? uh, And so that reaction, I think, is important to vocalize. When somebody says something to you that you love and it doesn't feel good, like when we get hit on the knee, like if I hit Ed on the knee, right? He might say, Hey. <laughs> or he might say, Ouch, right? So, but a lot of times we swallow those hurts. And kids do this all the time, right? Somebody puts them down, they say something, but they swallow it. And so I learned this. There's a little cute story from my two and a half year old nephew. He just got a new football for Christmas that he was obsessed with. And then all of a sudden he stopped playing with that football. And so my mom said, Well, why did you stop playing with the football? And he said, well, because it hurt me. You know, I, obviously he got hit with it. It hit me, actually, is what he said. And so there was a connection between that physical pain and that emotional pain. And so maybe what can help us to get back to that vibration of love is that when somebody says something that doesn't feel good, we can say, ouch, right? We're not blaming, shaming, criticizing the other, but if you say something unkind to your wife or Mm -hmm. vice versa, that hurts, right? And I think to teach kids to be able to do that too, ouch. So that, and if they're not able to talk to the person that gave them the owie, right? Mm -hmm. They can go to somebody and they can talk about it and say, you know what that really hurt and then they're not swallowing that pain that um that lowers the vibration of love there there were two 
questions that have been asked of me, one by my former wife and one by my present, which I've just shared. And her question was, why have, it seems like you've changed, why have you been so much nicer to me in the last few months? And I was a little perplexed at the question, but it didn't, it didn't wound me. Yeah. I was curious as to where that was coming from, and she explained it, and then I tried to express where it was coming from. The other question came from my ex-wife after I had my lens implant, and she said, uh, she asked, I hope I benefit from your new sight. Mm. And that actually mm. hurt because it was as if she for whatever reason, did not think that there would be a residual benefit to her because now mm -hmm. I could go out and maybe get a car and we would be able to drive places faster mm -hmm. and this and that and the other thing. Mm -hmm. So you're, you know, and it, it th th some of the comments or questions or phrasing as you're talking about can be very, very subtle. Very subtle. And you don't even yes. realize it at yep. first. But but you don't realize it, but you feel that you, ouch inside. Ouch. And yes. so I think yeah. it's so important, and especially for kids, because how many ouches have we had as little kids oh, yeah. where we just oh, swallow boy. it, you and, know? And that goes to one of the myths that I have said is a lie. The phrase, the, 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 I don't know if it's a nursery rhyme or what you call it, uh, but sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never hurt you. <laughs> It's a lie. It is. It's not it is a true. Yep. Pen yeah. is mightier than the sword. The pen yes. is mightier than the sword. Yes. Exactly, exactly. And I think that the pen is poison. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can be, can be. Yes. Um, but when uh, adults realize something's happening for their kids, you can see it in their faces. Yes. You can see it in their body. Yes. The body doesn't lie. Yes. Everything collapses. Yes. And folks, there are great YouTube videos, If you, especially if you have young kids and they're not able to use their voice well enough to express what's going on for them. There's uh, Montessori uh, YouTube videos. There are a lot of YouTube videos yeah. that teach us as adults how to recognize the body language. Science. Of our kids yes. and so forth. But that's yes. part of why we encourage kids to be on teams. Yes. Because in team sports, you are creating those connections to other humans where you might be able to express something to a friend that you weren't able to express to your parents. Because you yes. don't know who you're going to connect to. Yes. Exactly. That's another thing. All right, let's take a little break. It's Erica Salder got new commercials. We'll be back with more after these messages. back and this is the sound of our routine sports radio show i am your host erica saldo the queen of team please tune in every single tuesday so happy 2020 all of us out here in uh, radio land dominique we've got about four minutes left what do you want to you well, want to add something yeah just i was just going to mirror off of what um ed and emily were talking about and uh that is the vibration of love it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. five, they consider 528 megahertz, which songs like uh, Imagine. Imagine. Um, there, are, there, are, there are songs that have been specifically written to different frequencies, and they call 528 the frequency of love. And part of why they, you know, what the heck are people talking about, right? So we've got mathematicians and scientists and lots of different people observing what's going on. So this isn't like woo-woo science. There is this fact in nature called entrainment. 
And what entrainment, when you're talking about what's happening with brain waves and sound, mm-hmm. um, say, for example, you've got um, a dishwasher and it's it's making this noise and then a cricket Call comes. James, he'll fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Just say. Oh, uh, and you have a cricket come in. Um, if you wait a little while, the cricket's sounding mm-hmm. will actually blend in with the washing machine. You're like, what the heck? What's mm-hmm. going on? There is an element of entrainment where sounds will start to flow together. And this also happens inside of our brains. Mm -hmm. So this is why it's so important, the megahertz that we're listening to and we're listening to music and so forth, and why is this that they call 528 the uh, megahertz of love. When you use Pythagorean math, 528 resolves into the number six. And they have found six in many cultures and religions around the world resonates to the idea of love. That there's this balance between man and the divine, and it's considered, six is considered the number of love, that there's a balance there. So, what we're looking for, I mean, you feel it, the tone of your voice when you're speaking to someone, that's carrying that quality of love. And so, if you want to do some very fast medicine for yourself, just go on YouTube and and find a 528 megahertz sound uh, recording and listen to it. And your brain will start to entrain to what you're listening to and will start to vibrate. The neatest thing, too, about that is you can listen to it, but you can also start to create from that place. And so you can, through, you know, words, through music, through art, you can get into, through because our source is love. And so if we get in touch with the unique essence that we are, we're getting to the place where we are vibrating at that 528 megahertz. You know, that so it's really important to recognize we have it within us. We just have to align with it. So I em- love it. <laughs> Emily, how, how does uh, a singing bowl work into that? The frequency of a singing bowl? We'll talk about that next next week. week. See, now we have a setup for next week. Santa Barbara. Everyone, bring your bowls. We're going to bring our bowls. Everybody's going to be, think think bowl. bowl Think bowl. All right. Santa Barbara, we love you. Be kind. See you next week.